bowls, trumpets, and a whole lot of plagues. This is the Tomorrow Christian Today, taking on Revelation, verse 16. My Bible says the seven bowls of God's wrath. Let's pray. Dear Lord, Revelation does seem to be a complicated book. It's kind of intimidating and scary, but then I think, wait a second, you you gave it to us. You are a God and our friend, and you're not, you're not uh, complicated or scary. We want to be your friend, Lord, like you said. We're friends when we do what you say. And that's about submitting to you and to, and to loving you and to being like you and to loving others. That's the new covenant. And so, Lord, I'm going to read this and I don't want to give people wrong advice. Like I always say to people, I don't really want them to, to follow me. I just, I'm just doing a podcast. I'm not doing this for showing off. I don't do this for points. This is just reading your word and putting it out there. And somebody else can be influenced by the Holy Spirit. I don't have the Holy Spirit. I have I want to I want to be able to promote you because you have the Holy Spirit. So help me not to say anything stupid or wrong. Help me to glorify you. And if I do make a mistake, I help anyone who's listening to this to be able to know that mistake and just take the good. And to listen to you and with the power of the Holy Spirit inside of them to just take the good. So I ask you to bless this podcast. Bless Um, that my words may glorify you. We want to glorify you. And we know you are coming very soon, Lord, very shortly. The, you're at the door. I can hear the, the drum beats, the, the, the hoof beats of the horse that you're riding on. You're coming for your people. And I'd like to be one of them. And I think the people listening would like that as well. We pray in the name of Christ our King. Amen. Yes, bowls, trumpets. I got to say, Revelation kind of scares me. But you know what? Let's just go forward. Let's just read it. We're going backwards in time from, from the end of the Bible in the New Covenant. We're going back. And in the Old Covenant, we're going forward. So who knows where we're going to meet? I have an idea. But here's the thing. Our God is the God of the past, the present, and the future. He's the God of now. There is no time with God. It's just one big moment of now. Revelation 16, I heard a loud voice from the temple telling the seven angels, temple, go and pour out on the earth the seven bowls of the wrath of God. Well, if, if God said there's no temple in heaven, then maybe he's the temple. Jesus is the temple. Jesus is where we meet God, right? God and man meets in God's temple. And who is that temple but Jesus Christ? We are in Christ and he is in us. I love the integration of that. So the first angel went and poured out his bowl on the earth and harmful and painful sores came upon the people who bore the mark of the beast and worshipped its image. That, the, the sores sound like something real, concrete. It sounds painful. John MacArthur says in Luke 16, 21, it's like it describes the open sores that covered the beggar Lazarus, Luke 16, verse 21. All over the world, people will be afflicted with incurable, open, oozing sores. Wow, he seems pretty definitive about that. And I certainly don't want to challenge him. I just, we haven't seen that yet. Although we have seen COVID. I mean, whoever thought we'd ever see a worldwide pandemic. I didn't even know there was such a word as pandemic. Epidemic I heard about, but I never heard of pandemic. Well, now we have seen it. Now, so we know it is not 
um, beyond the realm of possibility. The second angel poured out his bowl into the sea and it became like the blood of a corpse and every living thing died that was in the sea. It's like, why do we have bowls? I, you know, bowls, I, I'm sorry, I'm not, not to diminish the importance of this, but when I hear a bowl, I just think of something you put cereal in, like Frosted Flakes or something like that. Remember that commercial with that kid? I don't like this cereal. Hey, let's give it to Mikey. He, Mikey hates everything. He likes it. Hey, Mikey, why do you like this cereal? Remember that kid, Mikey? He, he had the cereal in a bowl. He was just eating it up, gobbling up the cereal that these guys didn't want to eat because it was good for them. Well, these bowls, whatever's in the bowl, it doesn't sound like cereal. It doesn't sound very good. It sounds very bad because it says the sea became like the blood of a corpse and every living thing that died was in the sea. Is this the real sea or is this the sea of human beings? It seems to me sometimes the Old Covenant, the Old Testament is about the real world, the concrete world, right? It's the first foundation as Isaac Asimov wrote. Although I don't think he really was writing about the Old Testament and the New Testament. He was just writing first foundation, second foundation, first empire, second, second empire. But it seemed to me the first foundation was um, a philosophy about earthly things, about concrete things. And now in the second foundation, the second empire, the, se the New Testament, it's about the mind. It's about souls. It's about people. It's about what's going on inside of us. That's just my opinion. And it says every living thing died was in the sea. Is it a spiritual death? Is that what's happening as Jesus Christ gets closer and closer? The world dies physically. It has plagues and problems, but it also dies spiritually. Like people are just cold to God. Don't, they won't, don't really care about church anymore. Church is just, yeah, maybe once in a while. Yeah, okay, fine. Christmas time, Easter time, whatever, whatever, whatever. Jesus is a great guy. Love Jesus. We'll do some Christmas stuff. We'll sing a couple of Harold, Christmas carols. We liked Jesus when he was a baby because he's a little guy and not threatening. We don't like the adult Jesus, though. He tells us about sin and asks us to repent before God. No, we don't like that. The third angel poured out his bone to the rivers and the springs of water, and they became blood, and I heard the angel in charge of the waters say, Just as you, Holy One, who is and who was, for you brought these judgments, for they have shed the blood of saints and prophets, and you have given them blood to drink. It is what they deserve. This is in verse 6. Wow, this sounds really hard. You know, it, it sounds like it sounds like Genesis 7. You, All these people are dying and wailing, and Noah... Noah, we're sorry. We were making fun of you before, but now we see it. Please let us in. Never happens. But And you think they deserve it. Didn't they have 120 years? And you think of like, you know, people who are outside the ark who, who shouldn't have been, who are weak, and who would you would look and you would have pity on. And it's like, God, why can't we, why, why couldn't they have more time? Or why does it have to happen this way? What, what would God say to you? It's what they deserve. This is what the angel was saying, it's what they deserve. I heard the altar saying, yes, Lord God, the Almighty, true and just are your judgments. I was listening to you version today and it was uh, Numbers, what was the verse today? It was Numbers 26, is it Numbers 26? It was with Craig Rochelle, Rochelle. he's Life Church. Um, He's a great pastor, and they are the ones that helped division, develop the U version. Was Life Church, and where was this in Numbers 26? I thought it was Numbers 26. 
Well, now it's not right. I'm gonna look for it. I'm gonna look for this first because I have to find this first. Ah, yes. Yes, it was number six. It was number six. I gotta read it. It's number six. It says the following, number six. So it was, it was with Craig um, um, Rochelle today, and he was talking about, so the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. And he says in the video, he says, you know, God is the God who, who kneels down, who stoops down to the earth and, and gives you himself. It says, because it says he's a, he's a gracious God. He wants to bless you. He wants to be gracious to you. You know, God wants to give you himself. He wants to implant himself in your mind. He wants the operating system of the Holy Spirit to be in you. That's what he wants. So that you will have that love and joy and peace. It's God living in you. But if you refuse, if we refuse, if I refuse, he can't do that. So the operating system that you operate on is a weak, faulty one. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's an earthly one. It's a corrupted one. It's, a, it's a computer that has a faulty operating system that's gonna, that's gonna stop or break any second. And so when you say it's what they deserve, it, it it almost sounds like it's the consequences of your actions. You've decided. You've said to God, "Now I don't want. I don't want you to give me you. I don't want you." I like me way better. I don't trust you and I don't like you. And so God says, okay, I'll give, I'm giving you up in Romans 1. He says, I give you up three times. And it's kind of like, what happens? If you have a computer with a faulty operating system, you know, don't, don't be too surprised if you're writing a Word document and all of a sudden it just disappears what, when, no, with no word or warning. And you go, what, what, what the? It, it's faulty. It can't operate properly. I heard the altar saying, Yes, Lord God, the Almighty, true and just are your judgments. The fourth angel poured out his bow on the sun and was allowed to scorch people with fire. Oh, this is very scary. Because, you know, when they have all those, like, you know, California has all those, you know, my dad lives in California. He said it was so blistering hot. I mean, my dad's a Jamaican. He's 92. He can take heat. You know, even though he's 92 years old, he, that brother can take heat. He was made in heat. He was made for heat. But... It's like they're always having, um, you know, they're always having like this heat, uh, heat warning. Very scary. They were scorched um, by the fierce heat. Is this like a, is this a warning for the greenhouse effect? Or is this just kind of like, it's talking about, um, it's talking about the sun, the S-O-N scorching people, like Jesus trying to tell people about their sins. Is that what it means when it's a scorching? Like the Holy Spirit is trying to scorch you and convict you to make you repent of your sin. To make you realize my, my sin is bad. It's searing me. It's cooking me. It's killing me. I don't want it. They were scorched, scorched by the fierce heat and they cursed the name of God who had power over these plagues. They did not repent and give him glory. The fifth angel poured out his bow on the throne of the beast and the kingdom was plunged into darkness. The beast? Like the religious like the religious political um, power that's going to come or that is coming? Is, 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 are they plunged into a, a physical darkness where the, 
where they can't see anything like an eclipse or is it a spiritual eclipse like it's just religion there's no there's no direction forward you know it's that that verse in the bible that says thy, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path like god gives you a little bit of light so you know what's in front of you and you know which way to go you know where the narrow path is but these people have nothing they're in darkness they're just going any in any direction on the broad path but it's going to drop off they cursed the god of heaven for their pain and sores they did not repent of their deeds you know as i'm doing this i realize maybe i'm allegorizing too much because i was listening to a guy and he said don't allegorize just read the bible for what it is i agree sometimes what it says is what it means but sometimes you read something and you go i don't really know what this means is this a real world lesson for a spiritual lesson is this a parable maybe that's that's all i'm trying to do here if you're not the kind of person that allegorizes quite a bit well then maybe this is not for you I have to say that I'm not 100% sure what all these bowls are. I'm not, I'm not really, I'm, is it the future? Is it, is it real world plagues like the plagues that fell on Egypt? Is, is that what this is? Or are this some kind of spiritual language? Jesus is couching um, all of this in spiritual language to say, this is what's going to happen in the world to people. They're not going to be seeking God. They're, they have religion. They're in darkness. They're stumbling around. Their, their sins are scorching them and they don't even seem to know or care. They've become apathetic to God. God is, God is not on their radar or God is not a priority for them. How do you expect to accomplish anything in life if, if God, the operating system of God, cannot help you in your heart? Instead of your heart tugging you in a million different directions against yourself, if God is living in your heart and you have peace, you can go forward. Because now all the resources of your mind are aligned to go forward and to be creative and to do things. There are many people, I have met people in my own life who are very smart and very, some of them very good looking, but they seem to be in a tumult. They seem to be in this anxious stress all the time. They can't go forward because they're too busy hiccuping over their own problems. Some of their problems are bad, but some of them are just like, like you'll never get past yourself. You'll always have a problem with what that person said to you or, or, or whatever they did to you in the past. Like, can you let it go? The sixth angel poured out his bowl on the great river Euphrates and its water was dried up to prepare the way for the kings from the east. I saw coming out of the mouth of the dragon. I guess that's dragon, okay? So now we have the mouth of the dragon, the mouth of the beast, and the mouth of the false prophet. So we have an unholy trinity. We have an unholy axis of evil, as George Bush said once unclean spirits like frogs for they are demonic spirits performing signs who go abroad to this to the kings of the world like why a frog is a frog a bad creature you know i um, i don't know where it, where it was about frogs i don't know if it's in this chapter or somewhere else talking about frogs is that frogs have very long tongues like they have very long tongues that kind of open their mouth and whoosh, get that fly and bring it right in there and it was like, uh, I think it was a sermon where the guy said, you know, a tongue is how you tell a lie. You know, Satan, Satan tells lies with his tongue, like a snake. S come here, Eve. Did God really say that this tree was bad for you? Did he really say that? Did he really mean it 
Come here, Eve, I want to show you something. Can I just, can I ask you a question? Is that what God really meant to say? You know, he sounds like a sneaky, dicey, snaky, sneaky dude. You know, he's got an agenda up his sleeve. There's a string attached, you know, he tells tall tales. They are demonic spirits performing signs who go abroad to the kings of the whole world to assemble them for battle on the great day of God the Almighty. Everybody's always getting into um, fights about politics and lawyers. It's like, oh, they, all they do is lie. Well, you know, I'm not a lawyer. I didn't go to law school. I mean, I, I know some lawyers and some of them are pretty smart. Hey, my lawyer helped me sign the separation agreement. He wasn't a dummy. <laughs> he was good with words. I had to tell him to explain that to me a couple of times because I did not know what he was talking about. And I'm thinking, this guy is smart. He sure don't look smart. He looks like a regular average Joe, but he's a lawyer, okay? You got to have some brain cells to rub together to be able to handle words so well and understand what they mean. Blessed is the one who stays awake, keeping his garments on, that he may not go about naked and be seen exposed. Okay, we, we, nobody wants to be naked, but do we want to keep our garments? Do we want to be sober? Do we want to be vigilant? Do we want to look at the world and say, yeah, this is end times? No, everything is fine. He can go about his business. He can go about his business. These are not the droids he's looking for. These are not the droids he's looking for. Have a nice day. Have a nice day. I mean, that was, that was they were being zombieized by Obi-Wan Kenobi. Do you look at the world and see a pattern where Jesus says, can you not see the signs of the times? Do you not see how this is rolling? Do you not see how this is going? Do you not see how, how the, the boulders picking up speed, spiritual, spiritual entropy is increasing? They assembled them at the place that is in Hebrew is called Armageddon. Is this what going towards Armageddon? Is the battle of Armageddon in Revelation 20 or is the battle of Armageddon in Revelation 19? Or is the battle of um, Revelation 19, is it part one? And then Revelation 20 is part deux. Well, we saw in Revelation 20, the devil got fried. He got killed. So if you're on the devil's side in the battle of Armageddon part deux, you know how that's going to turn out. Not good. The seventh bowl pour, angel poured out his bowl and a loud voice came out of the temple from the throne saying, it is done. There were flashes of lightning, rumblings, peelings of thunder and a great earthquake such as there had never been since man was on the earth. So great was that earthquake. An earthquake dividing things up. You mean like in Genesis 7 where they had earthquakes and then the whole world was divided up. Remember the whole world was divided up um, with, with uh, Genesis 7? With the, with the flood waters being released. Do you know what I mean? And now we're in Revelation 16. We're talking about the sea. We're talking about water again. This has been a very watery day for me. And we're talking about earthquakes, but is it a spiritual earthquake? Remember, remember that Cain went to the land of Nod and that was the shaking? The, the, the word Nod meant shaking. It's a lot of shaking. Are we being shaken out of the truth? Is that what the devil's trying to do? Have you ever seen a movie where the gold miner is trying to mine for gold and he picks up all these rocks and he tries to shake it out and then he says, yeah, I found gold. He's trying to shake out all the negatives and then keep the positive, keep what's valuable. Is the devil trying to shake us out of God? The devil's kind of bad quality assurance testing. He's a bad QA. God says, okay, test them. 
are they really for me for what for me or are they for me because of what I can do for them why are you with God and every island fled away and no mountains were to be found verse 20 great hailstones about 100 pounds each fell from heaven on people and they cursed God for the plague of the hail because the plague was so severe is this real hail is this a real hail I don't honestly know Has it come and passed, or is it to the future? I would like to know, and that's why I'm reading this, and that's why I I can say to Jesus, Lord, I would like to know what's happening. I can almost hear Jesus saying, did you read my book? Nope. Well, then you must really not want to know. But then I say, Lord, I would like to know what's happening in the end times. Did you read my book? Yes, Lord. Did you get it? No, Lord. It's up to Jesus Christ if he wants to reveal it to me or not but at least I can sort of, quote, do my part. I know this is Jesus' words. I know Jesus is going to bless us. I know, because he said so. He said, if you want to tackle this book, if you want to read the Bible, it says in Revelation 1-3, blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy, and blessed are those who hear and who keep what is written in it, for the time is near. That time is now. God bless.